Fish dicks. Oh, dude, that's funny as sh I think we're really onto something here. Hello and welcome to Major Spoilers. Hello. This is episode. Oh, hey, Pat. We got a skeleton crew going on. It's just me and you tonight. That's why I felt the need to jump in there, just to make it sound like there's more people here. But yeah, just the two of us. <laughs> Please keep jumping in. I'm going to need a lot of help. This is Josh. I'm recording out of Elkhart. Um, we're talking before the pod. Some people call me Final Boss, also known as Josh. Pappy, where are you recording out of tonight? Uh, well, final boss, I'm recording out of... Well, I don't have any room to make fun of your nickname. People call me Pappy. So I'm recording out of Denver, Colorado tonight. Uh, excited to talk about a new movie I saw. Uh, but before we get into our topics, do you want to explain what Major Spoilers is in case this is your first one? I would love to. Major Spoilers is a venue for us to have a little bit of a shorter format. We're going to spoil one two or three movies for you really quickly and then we usually bring up a random topic to discuss tonight's a little bit different because of i just wanted to start off talking a few minutes about star wars hype because today is friday december 15th star wars came out yesterday neither of us have seen it at the time of this recording um by the time this comes out stevie will have already seen it he's going and Thursday. Yeah, he'll have already seen it. He said he might record him a voicemail from himself because he... Can you fill us in on why, actually? He wants to record a voicemail from himself to himself two days later to see if, like, the initial hype wears off. And, like, because I think that's kind of, like, the Force Awakens effect. He wants to see if he's, like, super hyped coming out of the theater and then, like, a couple days later he's like, what was I thinking? So, and he might also be really my drunk. question is, so I don't know, that might be part Yeah, of I was going to say, why can't he just remember how much hype he I'm has? guessing there's going to be prohibitives to that happening, but. <laughs> uh, I will not, I will have actually seen it by the time this recording comes out. My plans are to see it Friday at uh, like a 1.30 matinee showing. I'm off on paternity leave right now. Happy. what are your plans for it? Nice. That's how I saw The Force Awakens. I actually skipped out on a company Christmas thing and went to see The Force Awakens in the afternoon. It was empty and it was awesome. But I'm kind of doing nice. the reverse this year. I'm not going at midnight, but I am going at like a 7 p.m. showing on a Friday. And the theater is like pretty much already sold out. It's one of the biggest theaters in Colorado. It's the one right downtown in Denver. So it's going to be pretty fun to see it with a it full audience. I'm pretty excited. Are you excited for the... I mean, Pappy, you and Mikey and Stevie see a lot of new movies. Me with my horde of children. It's a little harder for me to get out. Your clan. <laughs> how excited are you? To, like, I'm super excited even just to see a theater movie. Where are you at right I now? I can't help it. Like, as, as cynical as I am on Star Wars and, like, the Star Wars movies that I've picked for our movie review episodes have all been, like, the worst ones, but... I, I just can't help it. Every time a new Star Wars comes out, there's like a glimmer of hope that's going to be super awesome. So, A new hope? You, one could say that, <laughs> indeed. But there have been some reviews out already. It seems to be pretty much mostly positive, but you've been avoiding spoilers as much as you can, haven't you? Yeah, I'm actually surprised to hear that you're so excited, like that excited to see it, because uh, there's been some spoilers in-house fighting we had a fight and yeah. i think we might lift the curtain a little bit and 
let people inside our world a little bit to let you know about what that fighting was. But let's do that at the end of the episode. Is that fair? That sounds good. Okay, so you may have seen this in the description. We're going to spoil the crap out of The Shape of Water, um, Guillermo de Toro's newest flick. I've been looking forward to seeing this movie so much, but it's not in my area. Pappy, like you said, you're out of Denver. You do get these new limited releases. Fill us in, man. Okay, wait. So I'm going to have like three minutes, right? Is that what Yeah, the... so that's a okay. that's a major spoiler thing. I'm going to time him, keep him at three minutes. Uh, that's what we and, do. Yeah, and and full disclosure, you haven't seen it yet, so I'm going to like drop some major spoilers in the first 20 seconds. Uh, so Josh is going to take his headphones off. I guess if you're a spoiler pussy, you can take your headphones off too, but... I'm ready to Or go. you could press that fast forward 15 <laughs> seconds button yeah. if you want, even though you are perfect. not a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. You are not <laughs> a big fan of that. But all right, your three minutes for Shape of Water starts now. So The Shape of Water is Guillermo Toro's newest and probably best movie because what he does better than anybody else is the adult super or the adult fairy tale. Uh, and his fairy tale in this case is when the lady ends up with a creature at the end. But even from the beginning with the opening shots uh, when you're underwater, uh, the whole setup is that voiceover. And let me let me check to see who did the voiceover real quick. Uh, I have IMDb open here. Uh, so the voiceover, and I should know his name. The voiceover is uh, Richard Jenkins. Uh, and this movie also features uh, Michael Shannon and Sally Hawkins um, and Octavia Spencer too. So you got a great cast there. But the the standout of the movie really is the storytelling itself and the, the style in which it's told. Um, like I said, it's a classic uh, fairy tale format. And friend of the pod, Doug Jones. Hopefully, we'll get him on someday. Uh, plays the amphibian man. Yeah. So there he's back. Okay, good. But yeah, plays the amphibian man. Um, this movie really shines in the fact that it has uh, that classical element to it. And I think that one could criticize Michael Shannon's performance for being over the top, but you got to realize that he's being like a classical fairy tale bad guy. Like he's just pure evil. Um, be advised, there's a lot of sex in this movie, uh, a lot of nudity, uh, just FYI. So even though I say it's a fairy tale, it's very much an adult fairy tale. Um, Are there any fish sticks? There are some fish sticks. Say, Eric, do you like fish sticks? Yeah? You like putting fish sticks in your mouth? Yeah? Well, what are you, Eric? A gay fish? Fish dicks. Oh, dude, that's funny as <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And, and I want to say something else, too, and this might be a, a, another kind of minor spoiler, but there's, there's a, a musical number that happens at the beginning of the third act that's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. So. Wow. Yeah. Well... Going back to Fish Sticks, I think we've seen Doug Jones in a lot of roles where he's he plays a fantastical character, but typically it's like kind of a minor character and he's hiding behind, for lack of a better word, a lot of the makeup and prosthetics. I was excited in this movie, and I'm still excited to see it in that, like, is this some place where Doug Jones is able to actually act and be more of a character with a arc and, and this is kind of i wish i would have had more time to do research or like wish there's more research out there to be had because this movie is brand new but it seems like there's more of a performance capture going on an emotion capture where you can really get into his facial expressions the uh the asset as he's called uh 
really emotes in this movie and Sally Hawkins's character is actually a mute so they're both like communicating through sign language and through facial expressions um and actually I have to say that Sally Hawkins I think that she has a really good chance to win best actress and if this takes home like I mean could potentially get, like, get nominated for best song she could win best actress it could win best production design it could win cinematography it could win directing I mean it if it if those things happen, this this could be like the best picture of the year, which would be awesome for Guillermo. It would, and we just got a few seconds left here. You had some problems with Pan's Labyrinth, and that you didn't think the fantasy world had a true connection to the real world. How did this movie compare, and did you have a similar criticism with it? For me, Pan's Labyrinth was kind of like walking in the shallow end of the pool, where half of the story was in this fantasy world, but half of it was in a very real dry depressing world this movie is like jumping in to the deep end i mean no pun intended with like the water shots but you're like in over your head like in this fairy tale world and everything is almost like almost like a tim burton level of production design but like coupled with a great story and great performances so once you're in this fairy tale you're like in it all the way and and like i said some of the things that happen in the story just are like wouldn't work if you don't just suspend your disbelief is like to what this world is that you're entering uh i think it may be redundant but is this a yes or no for you oh yeah this is a hard yes for me i think i got it at like number three or four on the year like dunkirk big sick get out and this are like kind of up in the air and like i said i think this has a pretty reasonable path to best picture if it and could win a shit ton of awards well, thank you for filling us in in Denver, watching a cool new movie that's out, not in Northern Indiana. So it comes out wide on Christmas. Like, do you understand why? We, we can cut this, but like, why do movie theaters do that? It's a test run. They're releasing it in bigger places, and if they find it to be worth it, they will pay the extra money to have it released to a wider audience. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it could just be more that, like, in indie films like this depend more on word of mouth. So, like, by releasing it to larger markets, you maximize that sort of momentum. And then it's going to go wide probably again once the nominations come out. I don't know. I really don't know how it works, but... It seems weak. I mean, I'm looking at Justice League and Justice League 3D and The Star and Daddy's Home 2 in my local theaters and I just get really pissed off and depressed. Like there's no disaster artist. There's no shape of water. And there's just a sad final boss on this end of the mic. You can always watch the room and don't complain. We're all watching the last Jedi at the same time. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) Yeah. Let's get back to that. Um, I want to let you just break down what the fight was behind the scenes that we had yesterday well there's two sides to every story and what spoilers has always done is we use a pro an app called tweet deck we're able to search for keywords on twitter and there are literally thousands of tweets that are all the exact same tweet which say dodging then you fill in the blank spoilers like with the same spider-man gif and he's dodging lightning bolts. And we've seen it thousands and thousands of times. So I said, anyone who brags about dodging spoilers 
we'll get some potentially real, potentially not real Last Jedi spoilers. <laughs> Tweet it at them. And, and we've done this before for like Game of Thrones and stuff. Like we've gotten some people pretty pissed off. But in my view, if you say that you're so good at dodging spoilers, but you're so lazy about saying it, you steal a tweet that's been done millions of times. I have no problem fucking with you a little bit. But what what happened in your opinion? Because you were not a fan of that policy. Uh, you know that policy isn't all too bad. Um, Brett Kelly, who's not on the pod today, really hates all spoilers of any shape or form. But he he wants to be on a podcast called Spoilers, so... Yeah, it's a little bit of a paradox, if you will, but I I think that... (laughs) That's what they call a paradox. The argument really stemmed from, if I got to get really deep to it, I think the argument we had yesterday stemmed from half of the pod being really scared that you are going to spoil The Last Jedi for us in your research because you were researching pretty hard to try to find some spoilers as excited as you are to watch this movie you don't care about spoiling it for yourself it seems well i was trying to find some before the review embargo lifted and i actually did find like one or two tweets that were later deleted that i screenshotted um because i just find that interesting but once the review embargo lifted i haven't been like reading those variety articles or whatever I, I have like a kind of baseline knowledge of potentially what could happen but it's just like more impressions on like what reaction of the movie it was in specific spoilers so I was just kind of tweeting some shit some of it could have been real some of it could have been not real but nothing was confirmed and then after Tuesday it's just less fun once it's like actually not a leak anymore you know basically within our group it seemed like you and Mikey and Stevie are kind of the anti-Star Wars clan and don't really care about spoilers for that. And it was kind of versus Jordan, Brett, and I and where we kind of want to remain spoiler virgin for this movie. But like, but, but what was like incredible about that time like in between like Sunday when the premiere happened and Tuesday when the embargo lifted was like there were no leaks. Like... I was on slash r slash Star Wars leaks. I was like, had a literal search for Star Wars spoilers. I couldn't find a damn thing. Like, which is so strange because like, Game of Thrones, the whole season leaked ahead of time. The whole yeah. every plot point leaked. Like, how is Star Wars so air fucking tight? You had a pretty great tweet tweet about how uh, Star Wars has a tighter lid than the White House. I think it's crazy. It's true though. Like, <laughs> there are no leaks in the Star Wars ship the millennium falcon is air goddamn tight i think that mickey mouse threatened to cut off some wieners if any leaks got out man (laughs) (laughs) i i could see that the the newest nerd crew from red letter media is pretty vicious (laughs) they're not very nice about people who go to the premiere and then gush about it but yeah and you know that's not us we're glad you're listening. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Pappy, do you have anything else before we close out tonight? We're right at 15 minutes now. Uh, so Face Off will have come out yesterday, and then coming up after that, as you know, is going to be South Park Bigger, Longer, Uncut. Uh, and then down the road a little bit, we got a 150 special trivia anniversary episode. Mm. It's going to be pretty great, with a punishment episode attached to it, so... Watch yeah. for that in about a couple months. Whoever gets that punishment is a freaking turd. I can tell you gotta that be a, Gotta be a loser to get a punishment like that. But 
I see. Well, it's going to be Armageddon for someone. Um, I think that's it for tonight. Would you mind passing it to Spoiler Man? Take it away, Spoiler Man. Quick. <laughs> You're right, I'm out. Weren't suspecting. <laughs> Subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcast spoilers. It's lit. That was spoilers. You look like-